Welcome back to For Our Faith. Today we're going to be looking at the question, what is the purpose of the church? What comes to your mind when you think of church? Maybe you think of Sunday, maybe you think of a building, maybe you think of worship and messages, and while all of us may in fact describe church, yet it it really only actually describes a very small aspect of church. Let's read from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, where it says, Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. So based upon this scripture, we begin to realize that the whole purpose of creation is to serve as a platform whereby the church can demonstrate to the principalities and the powers in heavenly places the manifold wisdom of God. Before creation, the angels of heaven being created by God and in his presence, they understood God as being holy. They understood him as being a flame of fire. They understood him as being the light. They understood him as almighty. They understood him as perfect. Being in his presence, there were attributes of God that they understood. However, there were many things about God that they could not understand. How could the angels who were perfect understand mercy? How could the angels who were perfect understand forgiveness? How could they understand grace, or how could they understand sacrificial love? When Adam and Eve were created, it was to give a demonstration of the manifold wisdom of God. The angels in glory could behold the man and say, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, we knew you were great, but we did not know how great. And really, all throughout history, we can trace the church, beginning with Abel and his acceptable sacrifice. And likewise, we see Cain and the false church all throughout history fighting against the true church. And so whether or not it was Abraham or whether it was Isaac or whether it was Jacob or Joseph or Moses or Joshua, all of these points were leading to a greater and greater demonstration of the manifold wisdom of God that would be culminated in the birth of the church. In Luke chapter 2, we catch glimpses of the excitement of the angels when they come and they announce the birth of Jesus. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. It's hard to imagine what the angels were saying as they beheld Jesus born of a virgin, but it was a demonstration of the manifold wisdom of God. At this point in history, man had 
basically broken everything. And so what would have it been like for the angels of heaven to be able to look down from heaven and see all of broken earth and the broken humanity and how they'd basically broken everything? And there in the glory of heaven to see the Son of God leave the glory of the Father to clothe himself not in the glory of heaven, not in divinity, but to clothe himself in flesh, to come down to be born of a virgin in a lowly manger, to grow up being subject to men, to walk among men, and to begin fixing what man had broken. As the angels observed this, they must have been proclaiming to God and worshiping him, saying, Oh God, we knew you were great. We knew you were almighty. We knew you were holy. But we could not begin to comprehend you were this great. And there was this manifold, these many folds of God's wisdom being demonstrated and carried out and carried out. And as the angels beheld this, it was for the glory of God, that the whole purpose of the creation was to be this platform where the church then could begin to demonstrate to the angels the manifold wisdom of God, and that by this then the angels in heaven would surround his throne and that he would receive the glory. As the angels beheld Jesus there on the cross, it's hard for us to imagine what that was like. It's hard for us, it's impossible for us to imagine what they were learning about the Father as they beheld the Son and to see that the Father had loved the creation and that he loved his Son and that they were willing to redeem this fallen earth, this fallen humanity, to pay the ransom so that they, having been made captive by the devil and being enslaved by the devil, that the ransom was paid and that there would be a way for humanity, broken humanity, to be able to come out of the mess that they had created and to be made whole and that they could have their sins washed away, that they could be made clean, that they could be cleansed, and that there could be given to them, the old heart could be taken out, and they could be given a new heart where they were made righteous, and that this fallen, broken humanity could now be fixed, and that they could be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And the same grace and the same Holy Spirit that was upon the man Jesus Christ could now be imparted unto fallen man through the washing of the water, regeneration of baptism, that they could come forth as a new creature, as a new creation, and that they could actually now, as Jesus Christ walked upon the earth, fixing humanity, they could go forward with the gospel of the kingdom and the good news of the king, and they too now could begin fixing broken humanity. What was that teaching the angels and glory, but the manifold wisdom of God, as they stood there and said, Father, before the creation, we knew 
that you were holy. We knew you were almighty. We knew you were perfect, but we never knew. We never could have comprehended the greatness of thee, our God. And as we think that this was the whole purpose of creation, so that here upon this platform, the church could demonstrate to these angels the manifold wisdom of God, and that they, that they did this. And we think about the responsibility of the church today, and how can it be possible, is the church today giving forth that, that demonstration if it lives like the world? How can we turn the heads of the angels? How can we draw the attention of the angels upon us if the church today looks no different than the world? But God has, has redeemed his people. He has called them out of this. He has called us into a ministry of reconciliation whereby we can go into the world and we can demonstrate and we can say that you are doing it wrong and it can be fixed, and this is the right way to do it. And we can demonstrate through our lives how God intended it to be. And that is what the angels will look upon. And so when we consider the whole purpose of the church today, it's a much greater purpose than just going to church on Sunday. It's actually to be a demonstration throughout the week. And in following podcasts, we would like to get into the many different ways that we as the church are to demonstrate and what we can be doing as a way of life to demonstrate to the angels and the principalities and the powers there the wonderful, the manifold wisdom of God.